Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores all over the metro area. Mine's at Grand and Dale in St. Paul, the best hardware store I've ever been in. They bring you this hour of the GL Podcast. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. What are you, what no, is so terribly no, amusing? Really, <laughs> what is going on in I here? I don't know. Can we? Yeah, I guess we can play it. <laughs> what? Are, what? Tell old. me. No, here's what happened. What so did happen? The top of the hour break. You know, we we all go take a couple minutes and hello. What was that? Was that me? I got an email. Oh, wow. uh, we do our thing. We'll go here, there, and everywhere. To I get, got a to drink get... of water. You did. And, uh, we go to the bathroom, whatever. Dummy over here, random things pop into his head. Yes. And so, because I've been sitting next to him for a decade. It's like a tractor beam. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> he starts saying it. I can't stop laughing because I know exactly what he's talking about. And then we went down the YouTube wiki hole. And you, and you were searching for what? Uh, Joe Biden at a uh, rally uh, telling uh, Chuck Graham, State Senator Chuck Graham, to uh, stand up and be recognized. Right. And this is what happened. Told that uh, that uh, uh, Chuck Graham, State Senator, is here. Chuck, stand up. Chuck, let him see you. Oh, God love you. What am I talking He's about? He's in a wheelchair. I tell you what, you're making everybody else stand up, though, pal. Thank you very, very much. I tell you what, stand up for Chuck. Hey. So let's stand up for Chuck. All right, everybody, hey, how you doing over there? <laughs> then he says Thank this. You, he goes over to him. You can tell I'm new. Good to see you, buddy. It Thank just, you. but oh, I will go. say this about Biden. That was a good recovery. Yes. Very good, very yeah. good. As Johnny mentioned, Joe's a guy you could have a cold yeah, one with. I think you could oh, drink I think, a beer I think with so. But I could think. you imagine? If that happened today with the Donald. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, no, I, I'm dead all... serious. The same situation, he wouldn't have had the recovery well, that he, he, Biden that's, did. That's the problem. Trump might have had the poor recovery. <laughs> right. Not but Biden, probably. Biden. well, they all are at that level, but Biden is such a BSer that he was able to just gloss over the fact that I just told a guy in a wheelchair to stand up. Hey, right. right. So, oh, oh, God love God. you. Hey, you know Dang what? It, Everybody sorry, else Chuck. stand up for Chuck. Let's go. <laughs> President Trump may have gone over and tried to lift him yeah. out of the wheelchair. Yes. Yes. He would have went Walter and Lebowski. Yeah, exactly. like the scene in the Lebowski where he body slammed him. <laughs> You're no spinal. Uh-uh. <laughs> I know spinals. Right. All right, you want today's hysteria? Oh, my God. Yeah. What do we need to be nervous about? <laughs> this is all over the interwebs today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can just count the paragraphs until you get to it, too. Over the past few decades, tornadoes have been shifting, decreasing in Oklahoma, Texas, and Kansas, but spinning up more in states along the Mississippi River and farther east. A new study shows scientists aren't certain why. Ha! Keep counting. Tornado activity is increasing most in Mississippi, Arkansas, Tennessee, Louisiana, Alabama, Kentucky, Missouri, Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin, Iowa, and parts of Ohio and Michigan, according to a study in Wednesday's journal Climate and Atmospheric Science. There has been a slight decrease in the Great Plains with the uh, biggest drop in central and eastern Texas, but even with that decline, Texas still gets the most tornadoes of any state. Have you learned anything yet? No. Either have I. 
The shift could be deadly because the area with increasing tornado activity is bigger and home to more people. The study's lead author, Victor Gensini, a professor of atmospheric sciences at Northern Illinois University. Also, more people live in vulnerable mobile homes, and tornadoes are more likely to happen at night in those places. I've yet to hear anything. Has anyone learned anything new yet? No. 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 Even though Texas, Kansas, and Oklahoma get many more tornadoes, the four deadliest states for tornadoes are Alabama, Missouri, Tennessee, and Arkansas, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric uh, Administration. Anybody learn anything yet? No. Mm -mm. Most folks are generally at risk because of that eastward shift, Gensini said. Because tornadoes sometimes go undercounted, especially in the past and in less populous areas, scientists uh, don't like to study trends by using counts of tornadoes. Gensini and tornado scientist Harold Brooks of the National Severe Storms Lab looked at significant tornado parameters, a measurement of the key ingredients of tornado conditions. It looks at different places between wind speed and direction at different altitudes, how unstable the air is, and humidity. The more of these ingredients, the more likely uh, tornadoes will form. Anybody learn anything yet? No. All right. The increase in this measurement mirrored slightly smaller increases found in a number of twisters. Learn anything yet? Yeah. The study looked at changes since 1979. Everywhere east of the Mississippi, except the west coast of Florida, is seeing some increase in tornado activity. The biggest increase occurred in states bordering the Mississippi River. No. Overall, there is a slight increase in tornado activity, but it's not too much and not nearly like what's happening in the east, Gensini said. I, I still haven't learned anything yet. Is anyone here? No. Staff? Anyone? I'm glad you anyone? Asked. Bueller? I'm glad Bueller? Because I wanted to chime in with Bueller. Why is this happening? We don't know. Gensini said, "This is super consistent with climate change." Huh? Mm-hmm. You don't know why this is happening, but you're confident that, it's, confident. that climate change must right. be responsible. Right. That's really always it's it's the go-to, isn't it? As the Great Plains dry out, there's less moisture to have the type of storms that spawn tornadoes, Gensini said. Tornadoes form along a dry line where there are more thunderstorms because there's dry air to the west and moist air from the Gulf of Mexico to the east. Weren't the plains pretty dry in the Dust Bowl years? Very. <laughs> Very I mean, yeah. that's the definition of dry. Mm -hmm. uh, the dry line is moving east, according to these people. This is what you would expect in a climate change scenario. We just have no way of confirming it. <laughs> well... Well, isn't that part of what they're supposed to? If they give out a statistic, you should be able to that's confirm not, it. That's not science. That's a um, what is it, a theory? Let me ask you something. I'll just ask it rhetorically. Well, I shouldn't answer. Well, this. let me finish this. Uh, Gensini said, unless there are specific detailed studies, he and others cannot say this is caused by global warming. But earlier he said this is super consistent with climate change. Well, which is it? Let's say you had a thousand scientists, all of whom said science has concluded that there is man-made climate change taking place. Right, science has concluded that, yep, we got man-made uh, climate science change. Is, we're, and we're okay. confident. That, and you got a thousand. How many of those thousand, and I don't know, maybe I'm completely on the wrong track, but I don't think I am. How many of those thousands would say, uh, well, I deny the existence of God because it can't be scientifically proven? 
Hmm. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe it would be a thousand very faithful scientists who still believe in global warming. I don't know. But I, I have the sneaking suspicion that uh, if you question them about the existence of God, you'd get a lot of them to say, well, that can't be proven. Yeah, we don't have any proof. Well, you can't prove this either. Yet they still believe. Well, you you got to have a daily hysteria. A daily hysteria. Here's today's daily hysteria. Yeah. yeah. We should uh, uh, get a new one. What's the one we have? Here's today's environmental statistic. Mm-hmm. We should change that to here's today's environmental hysteria. And And three times in here, they say, after saying it's consistent with climate change, three times they say, but we really don't know that. Here's today's environmental statistic. Well, then why does why do news gatherers jump at a story like this? I suppose uh, you know that. I suppose there's a. Uh, but they're not giving us any news. What did this come Any out? new news? What what magazine did I say this was? Uh, the magazine about. Is it on the bottom? Uh, oh, the the journal Climate and Atmospheric Science. That's right. I didn't remember it. Okay. I'm trying to think, uh, and the associate. I'm reading an Associated Press account. Hmm. I'm trying to think what must happen. Uh, the, the that journal uh, probably has a Rolodex, uh, and they have pe- you know they have editors or yeah. whatnot at the Journal of here. I'll read it again. The Journal of uh, Climate and Atmospheric Science, and so they they put out a call to you know whoever it answers the phone at AP and say. You know, uh, the the latest journal of uh, uh, of uh, climate and atmospheric science, uh, we are hypothesizing that tornadoes are, are moving further uh, east. Uh, and and it's, in, it's in the template of the news gathering uh, to present daily hysteria. So they say, oh, please, uh, fax it over. Right. Then, they, then you get a story, which in this story is essentially, would you agree with me? We didn't learn anything in this story? There was nothing that you could uh, have more knowledge, have gained any knowledge about. Because there were no stats. It was uh, gobbledygook. And, and finally, the acknowledgement of something we've been on to for ages, that uh, the storms aren't any different, but people living in harm's way are different. Right. I think they cited the mobile homes that are easily wrecked. I did not understand the um, I have a night picture. versus day. When we had to clean out the hovel, yeah. Uh, I was given years and years yeah, ago. Whoa, 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 whoa. We right. were not the word. You carried a, uh, I carried a, a, cup. a boat magazine hey, and go? a cup and said, where do I put this? And then after he did that, he went, I'm going to go back and check the studio. I'll be right over there. Uh, you were like me helping somebody move. Years ago, I was given a book about the uh, tornadoes that devastated uh, much of the Lake Minnetonka, Moundsview, Fridley area on May 6th. 1965, and the destruction was truly horrific. Mm-hmm. Flattened houses disappeared. Not unlike what you're seeing uh, after on the on the uh, Panhandle right now in Florida. I don't know where I'm going with this, but uh, the the devastation uh, was incredible. Now, since then, Minnesota has not had. A hurricane that I'm sorry, a tornado that damaging. Mm-hmm. There's been a few. St. Peter, Minnesota had one. You know, North Minneapolis even had a bit of one, but nothing the like. Circle, was like, it uh, Hugo area, Centerville, where we lost that child? Yeah, but yep. I, I've I've told you a story about that. Yes, in 1958, a tremendous tornado was on that same path as the one in Hugo a few years ago. What was the difference? More people are living there. There's no, there was nobody living there. Right. 
Okay, back on track. So, so has Minnesota been lucky since 1965? Because you know damn well, if the same type of tornado hit Lake Minnetonka next May, mm-hmm. as as it was hit on May 6, 1965, what's that, 53 years ago? Yep. We would, you know perfectly well that all local news gatherers in print and on television would manage to work in a way to tell you next May, if that happened, that that's the result of climate change. Where were they in 1965? So we, I think we've been just terribly lucky. Let's just leave it at that. Visit the failed academy for a moment. Let's go. Hundreds of alumni and faculty from St. Lawrence University have signed letters calling for the revocation of Maine Senator Susan Collins' honorary degree from the school because she voted to confirm Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Nearly 1,500 St. Lawrence University faculty and alumni signed letters calling for the school to revoke Maine Republican Senator Susan Collins' honorary degree due to her vote. Uh, St. Lawrence is Collins' alma mater, and the university bestowed her with an honorary doctorate of humane letters last year for her willingness to break party ranks to protect Obamacare. Now an alumni letter dated October 6, indicates the praise she received from the school for her decision to stand for what she saw as the greater good at that time could be short-lived, short-lived. Is it short-lived or short-lived? I've always said short-lived. Me too. The letter addressed to St. Lawrence officials and signed by more than 1,300 alumni rebuked Collins for voting in favor of Kavanaugh's confirmation. We feel that Senator Collins' support of Brett Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court is not in line with the core values of St. Louis, St. Lawrence University and the commitments of its faculty, students, and staff, the letter said. Isn't that tantamount to saying that the core value at St. Lawrence University is the presumption of guilt before innocence? Yep. She gave one of the best speeches uh, that anyone gave. Two weeks ago, three weeks ago. We ask that the university revoke this honorary degree and as we find that she is not deserving of it in the face of her recent actions. She stood up for the, uh, the ancient belief that innocent until proven guilty. And that apparently that's not the core value of this destroyed wow. academy. We ask the university to do this in support of truth. Truth was never arrived at. Truth is not relative. Truth is not what you want it to be. The truth is the truth. But they've decided, these 1,300 knuckleheads had signed this, that uh, uh, Christine Blasey Ford was telling the truth. No evidence. No evidence. Why would they... Okay. Why would they want to go so far as to say you've got to give back your honorary degree, which... Because the, academy, the academy's destroyed. It's steeped in postmodernist thought. It it is uh, it is more than willing to uh, to un, uh, to undo truth. They, they're more than willing to have truth become merely a relativity. It can be whatever you want it to be. On October 10, a coalition of nearly 100 faculty members joined the call to revoke Collins' degree with a letter of their own, arguing that her expressed rationale for supporting for supporting both Judge Brett Kavanaugh's nomination. And her vote to elevate him to the Supreme Court demonstrates a disregard for the very principles we ask the students and faculty of St. Lawrence University to uphold. Do you have any idea 
how significant these remarks are? This is, I don't care what you think of Kavanaugh. Okay. This is a university saying that you must believe any woman who claims sexual assault, even if there's no evidence. So what are they saying? And they're saying it because the academy is completely destroyed. Guilty until? You're guilty. Just Yeah, just guilty. Not until you're proven innocent because most of them believed he was guilty anyway. Let us be clear. Our support for research uh, for rescinding this award is not rooted in partisan loyalties or disagreements, the letter said. Rather, we are moved by the intellectual commitments we articulated in our statement of values and, desire, and a desire to use this historic moment to signal that St. Lawrence University can and must be a leader in helping to dismantle rape culture. There was no evidence that uh, Blasey Ford was raped. She didn't claim she was raped. This is Reeves, sir. Where is this place? St. Lawrence University. I'm on it. L A W R E N C E. St. Lawrence University. Where in the hell is it? You got it. Uh, St. Lawrence University. Uh, mm-hmm. New York. Okay. It's the uh, village of Canton in St. Lawrence County, New York, mm-hmm. United States of America. 2,400 undergraduate and 100 graduate students. In the closing paragraph of the faculty letter, the signers made another request of the school. After reiterating their support of the alumni to call to rescind Senator Collins' honorary Doctor of Humane letters, the academics wrote, More importantly, we would like to see the university take real action in partnership with alumni and current students to dismantle the rape culture on our campus, a culture that no doubt influenced the actions of Senator Collins' Uh, took during the Kavanaugh hearing and that we find in violation of the principles in the faculty statement, principles which were supported by the board of trustees and Senator Collins herself. In other words, we're rescinding your doctorate degree because you're holding on to this uh, antiquated belief that the truth is the truth. No, we have, we believe that the truth is whatever we're going to tell you it is. Right. That's just, isn't that devastating? And then we're going to fight you tooth and nail if you veer off the beaten path and don't, Repeat what we say, because that's what the club members want. Say, so don't. If you're looking for a new mattress, would you consider my pillow's uh, mattress topper first? I think you'd save yourself a lot of money. It's made of three unique layers designed to provide superior support, distribute body weight for ultimate comfort, and regulate your body temperature to keep you comfortable. It's got a zippered removable cover. You can wash that. So don't spend thousands on a new mattress. You can uh, check this out. Rejuvenate your mattress. My Pillow mattress toppers have a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. Come in seven sizes. Mike Lindell is also extending a special offer to GL podcasters. Now through December 31st, you can save 30% on any size My Pillow mattress topper. And if you do, you're going to get two My Pillow standard pillows for free when you enter the promo GL at checkout. 30% off and two standard My Pillows you can't lose. Go to mypillow.com. Click on the mattress topper button on the homepage and enter the promotional code GL at checkout. Sleep better. You'll find out for yourself. Nice. Say, uh, can we have another newscast from Mr. Hyde? We can, but can I give you a grammatical thing first? Yeah, oh, did I see something up? No, I had to look it up because but as, these, as these fellas know when there's something is asked and I don't know the answer, I have to look it up. I bet it's short live. It is. Yep. Uh, what? Sh- short is an adjective. Mm-hmm. Adjectives describe nouns, not verbs. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the L-I-V-E-D in short lived mm-hmm. must be referring to the noun life as opposed to the verb live. 
So it should be pronounced short lived. Short lived. I am hereby corrected. Okay. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. The divorce file of U.S. Representative Keith Ellison and his former wife, Kim Ellison, was unsealed Wednesday. And a review of the documents show there are no allegations of abuse against the congressman. Two media outlets, the Star Tribune and the website Alpha News, had sued the 2012 divorce file to be unsealed, arguing it was in the public interest after domestic abuse allegations against the congressman. Ellison, the DFL candidate for Minnesota Attorney General. In August, Ellison's former girlfriend, Karen Monahan, accused him of domestic abuse, saying the congressman pulled her off a of bed and screamed at her. Ellison has repeatedly denied the abuse accusation. On Wednesday, uh, after the release of the file, he released a statement saying, I'm extremely disappointed that the court has gone back on its agreement to seal Kim and my divorce file, agreeing to open it at the request of a far-right propaganda outlet with a history of racism and religious bigotry, Alpha News, and the Star Tribune. More info now on the Khashoggi story. And boy, it uh, it gets gruesomer and gruesomer. Is that a word? Gruesome. It gets more, more gruesome. gruesome as it uh, More gruesome. Moves. More gruesome. His killers were waiting, apparently, when Jamal Khashoggi walked into the Saudi consulate in Istanbul two weeks ago. They severed his fingers during an interrogation, later beheaded and dismembered him, according to details from audio <laughs> recordings published in the Turkish news media on Wednesday. It was all over within a few minutes, the recordings suggest. A senior Turkish official confirmed the details that were published in the pro-government daily newspaper Yeni Safak. The leaking of such details on the same day Secretary of State Mike Pompeo was visiting Turkey reflected an escalation of pressure by the Turkish government on Saudi Arabia and the U.S. for answers on the fate of Khashoggi, prominent dissident journalist who wrote for the Washington Post. Fifteen days after he entered the consulate in Istanbul, never seen coming out, the Saudis still haven't given their explanation. Top Saudi officials have repeatedly denied any involvement in the disappearance. A team of 15 Saudi agents, some with ties to Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, was awaiting for Khashoggi inside the Saudi consulate the moment he arrived on October 22nd. After he was shown into the office of the Saudi Council, Mohammed El Otabi, the agent seized Mr. Khashoggi almost immediately and began to beat and torture him and cut off his fingers. One wow. The, one of the agents saying, if you want to live when you come back to Arabia, shut up. As they cut off Khashoggi's head and dismembered his body, a doctor of forensics who'd been brought along for the dissection and disposal had some advice for the others, saying, listen to music as you do it, as he put on headphones himself. Hmm. That was what he did, he said, to ease the tension. What are what song they listen to? What right. Such work. Oh, my God. Uh, that uh, none of this would have been— Why didn't they just kill him? Why did they have to torture him? Yeah, maybe they thought— Not uh, that I'm advocating that they no, should have killed him. Was, <laughs> were they trying to get information? <laughs> no, he was critical of the Saudi prince, and he didn't like that. And uh, that's—I don't understand why he went back after some phone calls saying, yeah, come on back. We want to talk things out. Everything's okay. And then they're in big trouble. But really? what does this mean? <laughs> Thanks, I don't Rook. know. <laughs> I don't have the wisdom of Solomon here. This is the problem, of course, is now all the U.S. Uh, <laughs> contracts with Saudi Arabia and with uh, the fellow who basically is responsible, apparently, for the death of Khashoggi. What do you do with all that? Mm-hmm. So, what do you do with the fact that you're they're an ally of sorts? Uh-huh. Well, okay, you got to get in their face and say you can't do this. I don't know if we got the right guy to do that. He wants to build a couple of hotels in Saudi Arabia. Maybe. 
Russian officials said an 18-year-old student attacked his vocational school Wednesday in Crimea, went on a rampage that killed 17 students and left more than 40 people wounded before he killed himself. Russia's investigative committee, the nation's top investigative agency, said the attacker was caught on security cameras. This didn't happen in the United States. Russia. All right. At the Kerch Polytechnic College in the Black Sea city of Kerch. The man was identified as Vladislav Rostyelkov. Sure. The regional leader of Crimea said the fourth-year student at the school acted alone, killed himself in the school's library after the attack. The committee said all the victims died of gunshot wounds. Netflix regaining its stride with surprisingly strong subscriber growth in the third quarter after an unexpected springtime stumble triggered fears that it was losing its allure. The video streaming service added 7 million subscribers worldwide from July through September, far above the company's target of 5 million and exceeding analyst projections. Netflix did fall shy of its subscriber goals for the April to June period. That raised some fears that competition from Amazon, Hulu, HBO, and other streaming services was siphoning away viewers. Netflix predicted it'll pick up another 9.4 million subscribers in this current quarter, traditionally one of the busiest times of year because the subscriptions are given as holiday gifts. Would you ever give a subscription to Netflix as a holiday gift? Nope. Kind of interesting. No, it's not really uh, in the spirit of it, huh? Netflix ended September with 137 million worldwide subscribers, including 58.5 million in the United States. No winning lottery tickets sold for the latest Mega Millions drawing. That means the next jackpot, about $900 million. This show has been remarkably free of lottery talk. Let's keep it that way. When, you, when it gets that high, you get to say one thing about yeah, There was a lot of lottery talk in this wait, room wait, yesterday. Wait, when's the next drawing? Friday. Well, I, I'll get it. I'll buy one ticket. One, one I have one for the last one. I'll have one for this one. You know There's what? There's no reason to buy 40. Get a 50-50 chance. You either I, win or you don't. Lose. Isn't that a 50-50 yeah. chance? Well, I will download it every day. Will you? I might not listen, nah. but I'm going to download it every day. <laughs> You'll set it to download it. Uh, I'm going to buy a huge sponsorship <laughs> to the podcast. I'm going to quit, first of all, say, hey, I'm done. Thank you. It's been great. Yeah. But then I'm going to buy a huge sponsorship, yeah. and I'm going to come in and do my own live ads. Yeah. Obviously, so that's going to be part of my contract. All right. Huh. Interesting. Today, it's brought to you by... Yep. Wax right hand. here. Yes. <laughs> The estimated jackpot for that drawing would be the second largest <laughs> lottery every prize. Every sit-in at every charity so I can just <laughs> sit in on the podcast. <laughs> Leave when I want to. I have no products, but this hour is brought to you yep. by me. 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 What do you want? <laughs> the puppets- Call me now. <laughs> the Call Me Now podcast. <laughs> the puppeteer who's played Big Bird on Sesame Street is retiring after nearly 50 years on the show. Carol a long time in that suit. Carol Spiney oh, told the yeah. New York Times uh, that Thursday will be his last day on the program, which he joined from the start in 1969. In addition to Big Bird, the 84-year-old also uh, was Oscar the Grouch. Spiney says, I thought... How wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought Oscar was Frank Oz. Were they ever in the same scene together? How can you be in the Big Bird costume when Oscar's talking? I think they were in the same scene together. Isn't it something that this gets more conversation than a real news story? Well, let's break this down. Yeah. If Big Bird is over here talking to Oscar over there, how can he be in the bird costume? I don't know what to tell you, okay? Did this guy uh, play them physically or just the voices? Uh, Physically, too, right? Mm -hmm. Well, because he's got his hand up through the can to be Oscar, right? Do you know that um, Big, Big Bird... Yeah. There's a little trivia uh, on the Challenger. Big Bird 
was scheduled early on to go in up in space on the Challenger. I remember that. Yeah. What? And, and then for they, real? Uh, yes, not a joke. And then they had said it's already with Christy McAuliffe there. Kind of education has got their representation. So he was uh, he was ixnade. What we short-lived s- but very good baseball pitcher was nicknamed the Bird. Oh, oh, Mark Fedrich. Mark Fedrich. Figure you guys get it. Yeah, yeah Fedrich. The Bird is a word. Mm-hmm. No, wait a minute. This wasn't a joke. Big it Bird is, was supposed is, to be on the Challenger. I, I don't know how I came across this knowledge. I'm not sure I'm buying that. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm not joking. Uh, Spiney says physical requirements of performing the characters became difficult. He had uh, problems with his balance. He did stop doing the actual puppeteering for Big Bird in 2015, uh, but is still providing the voice for him and Oscar. His appear- apprentice, Matt Vogel, will succeed him in the Big Bird role. Uh, Matt, <laughs> apprentice? Put the stupid suit on and walk like a bird. Matt also plays Kermit the Frog, so voice-wise. Oh. And puppeteer-wise, I'm assuming, that's know. a good. I, I didn't even know it was still on. Yeah, when, Sesame Street, public television. Oh come yeah. on! Uh, every every, every afternoon, him. every he day. Lost him when Mr. Hooper died. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, according to NBC News, NASA did confirm that there were talks to fly yeah. Big Bird on the doomed shuttle Challenger. Yeah. Rookie, well, what he's right. about. Wow. I don't know how I came across Muppet this. News. Rook's got you covered. Yeah. What do you want to know? Food and Muppets. Oscar the Grox. Let's go. I did find a story because this intrigued me also when you were talking about the diversity of Band-Aids. Uh, there was a story in The Atlantic back in 2013. Apparently, uh, this has always been an issue with African-Americans Yeah. Uh, because uh, we have a lady in this story who said, I would always tell my kids, that's not your flesh, even though it said flesh-colored on the uh, the actual Band-Aid uh, right. package. Are you, are you talking about what I brought up earlier? Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, this is new. Uh, this is different information. Though. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's been noticed apparently by African Americans. Uh, in fact, uh, there's a very funny cartoon here. Uh, it's a militant cartoon book from 1969, and it uh, has a black panther with his eyes rolled forward, and uh, he's got a big Band-Aid on his head, and it said, white is a flesh-colored Band-Aid. Uh-huh. See, so. I think uh, I get it. Cartoon? There were ones that were uh, 15 years ago. Michael Paniotis created Ebonaid, E-B-O-N, like Ebony. Yep. Uh, it uh, said, the bandage exclusively designed for people of color that came in shades called black licorice, coffee brown, cinnamon, and honey beige. Right. So a little history on that. Can I read you an email? Sure. Yeah. Uh, from Jeff in Hancock, Minnesota. A few days ago, the same day Rookie was inanely trying to argue that his cars don't have the triangle by the gas gauge, Joe mentioned the annoying what's trending gas station news that blares blares at you at nearly every gas station these days. I have a similar beef. I just want some peace and quiet while I'm filling my vehicle, which I proudly own and drive myself for now. Yes, I'm pleased to say I figured out how to turn it off, and I feel like it authenticates my status as a garage logician extraordinaire. Now, get this. And he sent a picture. About a year ago, I noticed a mute sticker next to one of the soft buttons, see photo, and it worked as advertised. Really? And the same button has worked on literally every dispenser in which I've tried it since then, none of which have a sticker on them. Yeah. I actually work for a company that sells gas station tanks, meters, pumps, and equipment, and suggested that we include a mute sticker on every one that we install, but we think that the company's paying to advertise at the pump might not like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So don't mention my name, please. Oh, Ray? Well, the, Who is this? Ray. Jim. Jim. Ray from Wadena. 
You don't have to call me Ray. Yeah, <laughs> Quick Trips do all have mute buttons on. Yeah, I've you never can, seen a mute button. You can mute. Oh, yeah. So you guys are telling me you don't like it, say, if you're getting gas and some guy's walking around talking to you? That's, oh, what that's an bad, annoying too. turd. Yeah. That's bad? You know, getting gas. If I ever see somebody doing that, I'm going <laughs> to... Getting gas is a, is, a, uh, is a ritual. It's, it's when you get out, you look at your car, and you kick your own tires, and maybe get a bug, dead bug off the windshield. It's a... It's kind of a, uh, it's almost uh, uh, pastoral. Mm-hmm. I will uh, say this. My friend yeah. that works at a gas station store, <laughs> that's what his job is, to go walk around yeah. and ask people how their weekend Yeah, I, I kind of enjoy that. Somebody walks up and says, hey, how are you doing today? Well, in yeah. fact, Joe, isn't that one of your great encounters where you were at a gas station, you walked up and you were, uh, you were admiring a guy's car, and he said, what year is it? <laughs> no, no. Hang on. I was driving down the... Yeah, that's not for me. That's for Reeves. Right, right. that's real. No, I was driving down the street next to a very interesting Volkswagen, and I got the attention of the driver, and I said, what year is it? And he looked at me and said, 2018. I said, no, the car. How dumb did he think you were? I love that story. Yeah. What year is it? Well, it's You know, they both had interaction. Pat, too, when Pat, uh, oh, yeah. where was Pat? Yeah. Oh, he, he was, he was at, at the Holiday, holiday by Target by, Field. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, and he's... Uh, sir, 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 I don't have anything. I don't have any money don't to have any money. Yeah. Oh, man, I just wanted to say nice car. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. I agree. And tell moron number one, we're still waiting for the final report on gas gauge triangles from his house. I've seen it on every vehicle I've driven in the last 25 years, and I use it all the time with rental cars so I don't look idiotic like this these guys when okay. I pull into the pumps and have to swap sides to fill her up. I would like to... Uh, Hats off to my bride, who in a, a a fit of not rage but discussion in the kitchen when she was frustrated with me because she listens to the podcast and heard that one. She explained to me when you see the uh, gas station pump there, if the hose is on the right side, that's where you gas up. Then I understood it. Well. Because that's what my Volkswagen has. Mine has an arrow. I don't need the hose. I have an arrow. Mine just has the hose, and that's what confused me yeah. because the it's on the left. The gauge is on the left there side. Are, there are some gas stations, as my friend who works at the gas station yes. tells me, where you could they have long enough hoses. You're not going to scratch up your car. You can you could use either side. That's a good point, John. I've done yeah. that too. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Hoses can get pretty long. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you, everybody. I think now. that's uh, call, me, yeah. call me now. If you tell us, you on the left side, or you on the right side. You call me now and tell me where it is. Tell me where that is. We can do that. That's not a problem. All right, GarageLogic.com is where you hear us. Uh, don't forget, we need you to rate us at Apple iTunes if you're listening to the podcast. One through five, we hope you will do the right thing and tell others about the podcast as well. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you tomorrow. Tomorrow, wait, tomorrow is Thursday, October 18th. Check it out, bro. We still on? <laughs>